Hello, this is Mike Burek, your host and producer of Krenitsia, The Well, a podcast series about interesting and notable Ukrainians from around the globe. Today is Tuesday, August 30th, 2022. Our guest for this episode is Yulia Timoshenko, who is editor-in-chief of a Ukrainian media platform called Ukrainer. And this episode of Krenitsia is produced for the Ukrainian Weekly, a newspaper that has been published since 1933, focused on Ukrainians around the globe. Welcome, Yulia. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. And thank you for joining us today on Kudenitsya. To start off with, I would like to get some background about you, your education and your professional career. I'm fairly new to the professional career world. I have graduated from the university last year. Um, uh, I went to New York University, but with the campus in Abu Dhabi. So I've studied uh, between the US, the United Arab Emirates, and some few other countries. And I studied social research and public policy. And uh, I returned back to Ukraine in 2021, uh, right after my graduation and starting started working in a, in a consulting company. And then the war started in February um, of, uh, of this year. I, I shouldn't say the war, I should say full-scale invasion because the war itself started eight years ago or, ago or even more. And yeah, I've decided that consulting would, is not something that is fulfilling me specifically. And I would like to join the informational front of um, Ukraine's fight for independence. And that's how I joined Ukrainer in the end of May of this year. And so how did you find out about the media platform? Uh, did you know someone who worked there or you just did some research? I've, only, I've always known about it. Uh, I think I've known it since it started back in 2016 um, because it's been doing an incredible job of sort of discovering Ukraine for the Ukrainians for many years. The Ukrainer actually produced many episodes of traveling around Ukraine and showing different regions and parts of Ukraine that nobody has heard about it abroad, but mostly in Ukraine too. So I've always been fascinated by how they highlighted places of Ukraine and made Ukrainians fall in love with Ukraine. Obviously, they kind of shifted gears with the war currently, but it initially started as an expedition media, the media that would discover different parts of Ukraine and the people who lived in those parts. So where is the staff located for Ukrainer? Um, well, obviously, our main office is in Kyiv. And many people are based in Kiev too, but we don't have like a one location, I think, just because we have so many people uh, working and volunteering for the Ukrainer. So it's really hard to pinpoint one location. I'm pretty sure we have dozens of different countries because uh, now with the full scale, scale invasion, some of the Ukrainians moved abroad, but also, also some of our volunteers are... Uh, coming from different countries in different parts of the world, Asia, Latin America, other places. So it's really wonderful and big. Sometimes it's difficult to work in this kind of spread out environment. So it sounds like it's really almost a virtual company. Obviously, most of it, its work uh, is done, uh, I think, virtually and the communication between the team members. 
but not due to the war, due to COVID, obviously. I can speak on that because I, I only joined Ukraine this year, but I think they quickly adapted to having a virtual, virtual way of operating with a pandemic. So what is your role as editor-in-chief? So my role as an editor-in-chief of the English version of the Ukrainer, because our main page is obviously in the, in, is in Ukrainian, and I oversee everything like from content to social media uh, in the English version of our website and our social media platforms. So basically, my main role is actually looking that Everything that we create for Ukrainian audience, or like in Ukrainian first, when it's translated or um, subtitled or just recreated for the foreign audience, it's it's keeps that audience in mind, and you're able to understand as someone who's not coming from Ukraine, what is what is this piece talking about? And sometimes it's really challenging to adopt content uh, that has been written, for example, for locals here to the foreigners in a way that explains the local context, not only for Ukrainian diaspora living abroad, but also for many foreigners who are just interested in learning more about Ukraine. So I am responsible for the adaptation of this content, but also for original pieces and writings that are coming just solely being written for international audience on our pages. So then what would you say is your major goal in terms of the content? Currently, I think I think I could divide it in two different ways, into different goals. The one that kind of unites all the project Ukraine is working on and has been working before, it's to, to discover and to show the beauty and the diversity of Ukraine to Ukrainians in the entire world. But currently, our main focus, obviously, with the full-scale invasion is to inform and present clear factual information about Ukraine and the events in Ukraine from the Ukrainian perspective. We see a huge influence of fashion propaganda all around the world and how penetrated it is in foreign medias, media. The narratives of Russia, unfortunately, haven't been debunked for decades and are really present currently and kind of came on surface, especially in the Western media. And we want to counteract that and to present information that is actually represents what Ukrainians are thinking, going through, and what's happening here on the ground. So can you describe for us what the key elements of the content are? You you mentioned that Ukrainians started off basically as a travel site to introduce people both in Ukraine and abroad to the most interesting places to reach in Ukraine. But what is the content like now, and has it changed dramatically as a result of the war? Well, I wouldn't call it just a travel site, because it wasn't just like a travel blog, which was, you know, just pointing places on the map and writing short description. It was an expedition. So actually, our team went and traveled around and searched for really interesting stories and really worked hard to dive deep into the region and to present something really unique uh, from different regions, places, villages, and to show stories of diverse Ukrainians to Ukrainians and obviously to people abroad. But currently with the full-scale invasion, obviously uh, the expeditions are not 
happening or at least not on you know the scale as we've been doing them before and our biggest goal is obviously doing the anti-propaganda stories focused on the war so we have uh, textual stories on our website where you can read and like more in-depth articles and stories we have we've had great projects that highlight individual testimonies of people who for example like escaped from Mariupol that was besieged for many months and then taken over by the Russians we have stories about different volunteers but we also write from our perspective uh, about the effects of Russian imperialism and colonialism that has been influencing the country and the world for many years. We also um, are pretty active on social media, and we're actually translating most of our stories that are written in text are getting translated to up to 15 languages. And for most of those languages, we have different social media channels. So we try to spread the information as well, because we understand that the modern day in journalism is really, really uh, dependent on social media in terms of how quickly the content can be spread and the news and the stories can be spread. So we have our YouTube channels uh, for the, the main Ukrainer, which is in Ukrainian. We have English YouTube channel as well. We have TikTok as well that we just started. So we're really trying to unite social media, more traditional digital media, the video content in that way. Who is actually producing the content? You you mentioned early on in the talk that you have volunteers out there who are actually, in the past, were visiting places and writing stories about the places, mm-hmm. the people they met. Is that still the case? Is it still volunteers who are creating the content? Yes, the majority of the people who are working on the, on the Ukrainer uh, volunteers. It's a volunteer media community, which sort of prides itself in the value of volunteering, like professional volunteering. And another medium that I forgot to mention, but a very, very important, it's also book book publication. Ukraine, Ukraine has its own publishing house, and we're publishing different books as well about Ukraine. So far, they've been coming out in Ukrainian and English. And in those books, you can also learn more about the country and like see through the, read more about the expeditions that Ukraine has done before and the, read the stories of people who live in Ukraine and discover it through the eyes of someone who's actually is in Ukraine. But yeah, we have teams of professional volunteers it's it's actually hundreds of them now different departments there are, there are teams who are working on video content specifically there are teams who are working as researchers and producers who are finding these stories who are finding characters and people there are teams who are working on like audio recording there's their team who's uh, that's working on the book and the publishing and the book editing um, there's also language teams that we call them. So basically every version that we are translating Ukraine to has every language version has its own team. So for example, I'm an English speaking version team. And then they're also like Spanish, uh, Turkish, Polish, and others like German. So it is a huge amount of people and it takes a lot of effort to obviously create something big and multi-channel like the Ukrainer. So who actually comes up with the ideas for the content? And do they have to run the ideas by you first before they go out and actually do the content? 
Well, currently we have like a weekly brainstorming session where we have like a call uh, on Zoom together with uh, the core team and we're brainstorming um, the ideas and discussing them and developing them. Uh, obviously, anybody can propose an idea for a piece. It needs to be discussed. And then whether we accept it or not, uh, obviously depends on kind of like what is what is useful right now for to explain about Ukraine to the world. And also we're focusing on the stories, obviously, that are really major, like depending on the current events, but also on something that can promote Ukraine abroad and show Ukraine from different dimensions to the people in Ukraine and also outside. Currently, as I said, uh, I'm the majority of our short stories and social media content is focused on the war and the events tied to the war. Um, but also there are other projects happening simultaneously where we're focusing on like specific theme or issue. And that obviously needs to be kind of like discussed and planned ahead. With everything else, we have this weekly brainstorming sessions. So who is the audience for Ukraine? And is your audience primarily in Ukraine? Or are you really making an effort, for example, through your English version to try to reach beyond Ukraine? Um, 100%. Like, obviously, the, the biggest percentage of all of our readers and people who just, you know, watch our videos on YouTube or read our social media pages are Ukrainians. But we're making a huge, huge effort to deliver and adapt and show that content to people abroad as well. That's why we have different versions of social media channels in different languages. Um, that's why we adapt our articles, not just translate them, but also make sure that this content is being um, explained well to the foreign audience. And we're also pushing out English-speaking YouTube channel now to make sure that we also reach as many people as we can. Julia, unfortunately, we're out of time, but I did want to ask you one final question. What is the greatest challenge for you on a day-to-day -day basis to produce new and interesting content for Ukrainer? That's a good question. There are many, many challenges. I think it's currently the most pressing one is having to explain to the international audience and to the foreigners and, and somebody specifically who's not from Eastern Europe, not just Ukraine, the effects of Russian colonialism and Western appeasement to Russia, the complicity of the Russians uh, in this war and uh, the influence of Russian culture on what's happening today. It's really easy to inform people kind of in a shallow way to talk about, oh, this happened today. This is, this is the information you need. But it's really challenging to create content that makes people realize that this is not something that has been happening just for a year or eight years or so. This is a war and the struggle that we have been experiencing for generations. We haven't had a single generation of Ukrainians who, were, who wasn't traumatized uh, by Moscow's rule. Unfortunately, people from the outside of the region of Eastern Europe who haven't you know, known firsthand what it, what it means to be under Russian occupation, they don't get that. They're, they're not informed well in the history of the region and countries like Ukraine, and they also really fail to 
even if they are informed, do really fail to make this connection in the right way. So I think this is the most challenging, but the most important thing to do currently. So where can our audience go to find out more about Ukraine or online? It's www.ukrainer.net, so N-E-T. And once you get on the site, you can quickly switch to the language where you, which you're comfortable with. And you did mention that you have now a new channel in English on YouTube as well. Yes, as well. So you can you can also our like from our website, obviously you can be redirected to our social media. But if you want to watch our YouTube channel, you can go on YouTube and search Ukrainer in English and you will find all, all of our English content there. Yulia, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much for inviting me and for listening and for supporting Ukrainian voices. This is Mike Burek, your host and producer of Krenitsia, The Well, podcast series about interesting and notable Ukrainians from around the globe. I have been speaking today with Yulia Timoshenko, who is the editor-in-chief of the Ukrainian media platform, Ukrainer. And this episode has been produced for The Ukrainian Weekly, a newspaper published in the U.S. since 1933 for the global Ukrainian community. Until next time, that's all for now.